the Atomic River Valley. Another thing I never knew about the Ohio River Valley. Written and read for you by me, Tamala Rich. Born in the 1960s, I missed the nuclear duck and cover drills where school children knelt under their desks and covered their heads. We learned that same drill for tornado sirens, not nuclear annihilation. My first memory of anything nuclear was Three Mile Island, not bombs, and that was in 1979. It wasn't until 2023 that I learned that the Ohio River Valley had played a major role in the country's uranium enrichment program because, once again, it was mostly over by the time I finished high school. The Atomic Energy Commission located plants, labs, and ancillary operations along a stretch of the river that was referred to as the Atomic River Valley. Now, can you place the Atomic River Valley on a map? I mean, obviously, it's somewhere along the Ohio River, but do you have any idea where exactly? Do you know when the enrichment sites were built and operated? What about, if, do you know what's going on with sites today? I'll answer these questions in order based on an article in the journal Ohio Valley History by Cincinnati professor Dr. Jason Krupar. First, where is the Atomic River Valley? It's roughly the area from Portsmouth, Ohio to Paducah, Kentucky. The area was suited to uranium enrichment because of its water supply and relative safety from the range of Soviet bombs. That last advantage was short-lived since intercontinental ballistic missiles were developed in 1958. Instead of building government towns like Los Alamos and Hanford, Congressional budget hawks demanded that the Atomic Energy Commission build facilities near existing labor forces. The commission's top choice was a site east of Louisville, which, had already, which already had rubber town for manufacturing tire and synthetic rubber during World War II. As you might imagine, the Building Trades Council badly wanted the plant, but the strong opposition from residents and businesses prevailed. Greater Cincinnati was the second preference, but it also fell through. Piketon, Ohio, north of Portsmouth, and Paducah, Kentucky, got the gaseous diffusion plants, which required massive amounts of, of electrical power, and that meant hydro energy. And I have two videos uh, that follow uh, with one, the first with the history of Portsmouth facility from its groundbreaking to its deactivation, demolition, and final remediation plans. And the second from the Paducah plant, the last government-owned uranium enrichment facility operating in the United States. It was originally a World War II munitions plant called Kentucky Ordnance Works. Second question, when did it all begin? The Atomic Energy Act was passed in 1946, and the Atomic Energy Commission inherited personnel and policies from the Manhattan Project. The commission's expansion period ran from 1947 to 1956, and its unlimited funding dried up during the Cold War. Third question, what's going on today? The projects continue providing jobs to their local communities but I doubt anyone feels good about the reason these jobs exist. Environmental remediation in the wake of destruction. Cleanup activities at Portsmouth will continue 
until sometime between 2039 and 2043. Paducah's remediation might land until 2065 or 2070. Wow. Now, I have some family history with nuclear components. Maybe you do too. My grandfather, now deceased, was exposed to a beryllium spill while working at the Air Force Base in Heath, Ohio, back in the late 70s. One of beryllium's uses is nuclear weapons, but to my knowledge, that wasn't the work he did at the base. Heavy emphasis on the words, to my knowledge. I remember family members talking about his exposure and the cover-up, but he would have been the only one who could have given me straight answers, and he's gone. This raises a question of whether anyone reading this newsletter has personal or family history with the atomic programs in the Atomic River Valley. If so, would you be willing to share them with me? And I'll end with a nuclear novel recommendation. A couple of summers ago, I read a novel based at the Hanford Lab in Washington State, The Cassandra by Sharma Shields. The protagonist moves from the typing pool to a plum role as one of the leading scientists' administrative assistant without ever knowing what is exactly underway, but feeling good about her country, serving her country, and getting on in the world. Like the Cassandra of Greek mythology, Mildred has the gift slash curse of second sight. After a prophetic mission, Mildred confronts her boss, Dr. Hall, with her foreknowledge. She says, after they drop the bomb, the men will look out of the windows of a plane named Mother. They'll see the fires, the smoke. They'll guess then what they've done. Some will celebrate, but one of them will mourn. He will realize how those below them suffer. At first, Mildred mistakes Dr. Hall's awestruck, appreciative look for belief, but he then dismisses her. She says, I could see from his face that he'd closed his mind to me. I was a woman, unpredictable and shrill. He muttered something about me nearing my menses. What books do you recommend with nuclear plot lines? And have you seen the movie Oppenheimer? I haven't. Let's keep the conversation going from now until the next time. Thanks for reading and listening. I'm Tamara Rich. See you next time.